airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry V is over in Studio CC. We'll see if we can't get through a lot of the information that we want to get through. And then Sherry's like, whatever. And then just see what happens. All right, look, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I got a nice message. I got a nice, um, well, we, we got a nice message from a nice brother who listens to our show and said, please don't take this as a criticism. I love your show. I love listening to your show. I appreciate your zeal. And, um, and he said, but please don't cut Will off. Let him finish his thoughts because <laughs> he said, when you cut him off, he doesn't finish his thoughts. He I didn't read that. He doesn't get to, well, that's okay. <laughs> okay. It's still there. You can go and check it out. And, uh, and I'd been thinking about that. And it's crazy because I actually say those things to the kids at home. <laughs> like I'll say, let daddy finish, you know? And so when I was reading that message, I was like, oh, I am the man. Like, it's I, like Nathan funny, going to Because I don't feel like David. you cut me off. I don't either, but... I just want to say Maybe it's hard for us to hear what that, people can hear. Yeah. what other people okay. hear. Hmm. And, uh, but it does make me take note because sometimes in the communication with the kids, I think maybe it's the same thing. Like we're all having a discussion right. and you are not no, but a they fighter really, they in conversation. They really cut me off. Though. Okay, they do. <laughs> <laughs> You're I noticed that because what I start doing, I just start talking. And just said, let me finish. Right. Talking <laughs> Wait louder. a minute. And, I, and you just keep going. <laughs> Which is so, it, that's not natural to you, but no. you're teaching them that, hey, that's, it's rude right. when, you know. See, I, don't feel like you, I don't feel like you do that, but like you said, I can't hear, we can't really hear what. Yeah. So that's a good critique. It, that's, was, a that's good, good. it, was, a good, it was a good critique, especially because I can spot that in other people, uh-huh. but not myself, you know. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the other dynamics, and this is not in defense. I mean, it is. Okay, so one of the other, <laughs> di- <laughs> let's just not kid each other, right? One of the other dynamics going on is that typically you and I can't see each other. Yeah. So I, it's amazing how much you rely on being able to look at the other person and know when they're coming to an right. end. Right. And so you don't want that awkward, like, I don't ever want you to be in a position where you're like, and that's all I have to say. Yeah. And so I'm always like trying to, you know, like keep us keep moving. And, yeah. and so it comes off a little bit like choppy, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. Um, but anyway... At any rate, it was it was a positive, constructive um, well, thank you criticism, and I criticism. appreciate it. And and also, I thought it was very nice because this brother was saying, "I want to I want to hear Will finish his thought if he's having a thought," and which I do too. You don't love him more than me, sir. <laughs> All right, you don't love him more than me. Okay, <laughs> that's just a little joke. All right, but anyway, no, I thought it was good. Okay, welcome to the show. So today, um, we are going to discuss a series of uh, of of happenings and 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 look at how these things all play together and ultimately get to where we've been saying we're going in our culture today mm-hmm. which is the erosion of truth and I, I would say the 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 last and final frontier the destruction of the church yeah. and, and this is what we've been on mm. um you know we are marking those people who cause divisions among us we're doing that unapologetically the call yesterday 
was to 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 notice who these people are to put them yeah. on your radar and and to be careful of them and while this was going on um there was also this sort of um public relations nightmare for pastor louis giglio <laughs> while we're talking oh, about he this did it to himself. He, well, yeah, and <laughs> that's mean, usually you know. why you call for the PR person. Usually yeah. people do do it to themselves. Right. And and then the PR person steps in to say, that's not what he meant, and this is what, you know. But this this is what happens, and I shared this story yesterday, but this is what happens when you try to meet critical race theory mm-hmm. halfway, mm-hmm. and you try to marry this philosophy to a Christian worldview, a biblical understanding. And you, so you want to live in both worlds, right? But you're like, I'm not buying fully into that philosophy. So how do I take an aspect of that philosophy and make it something that is, you know, innate to Christianity? Mm. Well, you can't. I mean, this, this is what, this is what Tertullian was saying. Mm -hmm. What does Athens have to do with Jerusalem? He, he's saying, these secular philosophies, all this headiness, all this knowledge that is perceived to be knowledge, right. they are incompatible with biblical Christianity, mm-hmm. right? And so this is this is where you get into trouble. Here is the story here. Okay. And you know, and this is not funny. <laughs> all right. This is not funny. And you said, well, you said, you said, well, Mika, why are you saying that twice then? <laughs> because I just want everybody to understand that we all agree it's not funny. All right, right so here we go. <laughs> um, Pastor Louis Giglio held, um, along with Lecrae, mm-hmm. former Christian, Christian rapper Lecrae, who's now just a rapper who happens to be Christian. Right. Is he a Christian rapper again? I don't know what he is. Okay. What, yeah. Well, because that was no. a big deal. He didn't want to be called He's a Christian a rapper. rapper. He's a rapper. Okay, Along with rapper Lecrae. Yeah, that's what, right, that's what he, he wanted to be We were as. corrected for years. I'm not a Christian <laughs> rapper. I'm a rapper who happens to be Christian. Yeah. Check our archives. We dove into this deeply many years ago, yeah, too, wrote yeah. about it extensively. Deeply. All right, not new to this, <laughs> true to this. Okay, here we go. So there was some sort of, you know, talk on race that happened on Sunday at um, Louis Giglio's church. Passion Church, I think, is the name of the church. Someone will help me with that. I should have it here in my notes. But anyways, so they they had a you know one of those stage conference talks things right. where we're gonna do we're a gonna conversation. Sit down and talk about these issues. So it was Pastor Louis Giglio. Uh huh. It was Lecrae. Yeah. And it was Dan Cathy <sighs> of Chick Fil A fame. Man. Okay. So they sit down. Yeah, at Passion City Church, which is in Atlanta, right? It's in. It's in. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, or, all, or, all those guys are in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they recorded a conversation where they talked about race and what's happening in this country. Pastor Louis Giglio tries to put his toe in the waters of <laughs> critical race theory. You can't, uh, yeah. But yeah. then say, but I have also brought my own water <laughs> to make me comfortable as I get in. All right. Sorry, man, and it did not that. go well. No, it ended up being something that was incoherent and a bit of an embarrassment for every Christian who would hear or read of it. <laughs> I don't care what you think about whatever. Mm-hmm. If you, well, let's let me read it, and then we're gonna, and then we'll get into it. Okay. okay. So this is what Louis Giglio said 
during this, the course of this conversation. Quote, we understand the curse that was slavery. White people do. And we say that was bad, but we miss the blessing of slavery, that it actually <clears throat> built up the framework for the world that white people live in and lived in. End quote. He went on to say that instead of using the term white privilege, he prefers the term white blessing. Quoting him again here. I'm living in the blessing of the curse that happened generationally that allowed me to grow up in Atlanta. End quote. That's Pastor Louis Giglio. Man. Now, first of all, I just... I want to say I don't understand <laughs> what he was even trying to say. And and I want and I want to say that it sounds mm -hmm. like a type of partiality being communicated that that's not what you're going for. Clearly mm -hmm. that's not what you're going for. But to even, you know, to to try to meet critical race theory and and say okay, you know, I'm not comfortable with white privilege. I don't want to give I don't want to give into that. Um I'm going to go with white blessing. And then to arrive at that by saying, yeah. we have been blessed by slavery. Yeah. It's been a white blessing. Man, yeah, he he uh I think he was he was doing too much. And <laughs> he, he was doing too much. And Man. I think he was trying to be, I think in his mind, he was gonna coin a new phrase. He yeah. Was like, this is something that we can all get One behind. One acceptable to Christians. Yeah, this is something we can get behind uh white Christians. Like it's you know, <laughs> it's it's the white blessing. And like I, I, was, I think in his mind he felt like man this this is, I think he thought about this this is what I'm gonna call it and this <laughs> this is good it's like in his head I don't know. in his head I don't it was know. like successful but I, when it came out it was like oh I just I just <laughs> I, you know I think that's one of those things see that's where your wife comes in handy <laughs> he probably didn't tell her well she that, didn't know well then that's the failure <laughs> like, is Louis, again why didn't his you, Louis Louis Bob like, why you didn't know, you Bob, tell me Brenda would have helped him. <laughs> This is where this is where you come to your wife and this is where you say, listen, dear, I've been throwing around some ideas. I'm not comfortable <laughs> with the idea of white privilege. I just don't agree with it. I don't see it in scripture. And so it has come to me that maybe what we are experiencing, you and I, is a bit of a white blessing. And the look on her face would have told him no. And don't ever say that again, Bob. You better not get on that recording and, talking and, about some white blessings. And Stop don't, that. Don't ever say that again. But it is clear oh that Louis my. did not have that conversation no. with his wife. He had the conversation with, with himself. Um, and, and he thought and it, it was good. It didn't go well. It didn't know? go well. And so, of course, the backlash was fierce yes. because this philosophy eats opposition but it also eats its own. Yeah. It is a cannibalistic type of philosophy critical race theory is. Like you, when, when you try to virtue signal, um, all you do is put yourself on the radar of these people who have adopted this philosophy. Mm. When you try to virtue signal, all you do is tell these people that this, converse, this matters to you, mm -hmm. right? So if you virtue signal and fail, they will eat you. <laughs> Even <laughs> if you virtue signal and you succeed, they still kind of slowly take chunks. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But if you virtue signal and you fail, they will eat you. And so that is what happened on Twitter. Wow. I mean, the backlash was fierce. Yeah. And so, so much so that Lecrae had to come back and say, 
No, of course I don't agree with that. Of course that's not, you know. But first, before we get into that, I want you to hear because Pastor Louis Giglio, who has done an amazing work, right, mm -hmm. in advancing the kingdom. And mm -hmm. so I want to make sure to make that very clear. But this is what happens when the external pressure that is coming from our culture right now begins to manifest in the church. You have, and I think missteps is like what you would say to a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is a fall. Like yeah, this is this is yeah. a this is an epic fail. Yes, it was a fail. And it's not good for anybody. No. Well, it's yeah. it's not it's not good for Pastor Giglio. Mm -hmm. It's it's not good for faithful Christians who are looking to leadership. This is why we're saying mm -hmm. look for those who have gone full hog, we're absolutely marking you. For those who are thinking about going in this direction, mm -hmm. we're watching you too. Yeah. We're yeah. not going with you on this journey. Right. You're not you're not gonna take us away from the gospel that is enough. Right. You're not gonna take us. So anyway, having realized that he um, really made a mess of things, are we not going to have time for the clip? Is it going to go too long? It may go a little long. Okay. Well, anyway, let me say this. One of the things that you're going to hear on the other side of the break here when we get back and we play this clip for you, so make sure you keep listening, is you're going to hear one of the tenets of critical race theory, which is that there must be repentance. Mm. There must be the agreement to now just listen. So mm -hmm. Pastor Louis Giglio who it doesn't matter what his body of work is before this. Mm -hmm. Now he has become a racist who has revealed his racism. Man. He has demonstrated his privilege by even being able to change terms. And which is what Lecrae said, right? right? <laughs> you, you demonstrate your privilege by thinking you, by having the audacity Man. to think that you can change terms. And so I imagine now, I don't know. I don't know. But I imagine that Pastor Giglio is at home going, but I'm on your side. Yeah, I think he really does think I'm, I'm on your side. I'm like, with I'm, you. I'm, I'm with you guys. I, you know, it was just a little, you know, misstep. Like you said, it was, a, it was an epic fail, you know. But like you said, man, it will eat you. That's, I mean. What do you think? Like, what What do you think? And Because I've been trying to follow the logic. What do you think was the, this has been a white blessing? Man, like what? I, where I, do I, you think you know, that? I'm listening to that. I'm like, I don't see how he thought that that would be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I thought he. I think he thought he was going to coin a new phrase, and it was going to be something that was going to catch on and be like, Yeah, you're a with white me. blessing. Yeah. A yeah. white blessing. We we say that it's bad, but I don't we know. miss the blessing of slavery. I don't know a Bible believing Christian that's walking around longing for the good old days of chattel slavery. Hmm. That's a miss. Yeah, that's, that's a fail. That's, that's a fail. All right, Aaron Lee Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. with you Isaac thank you so much <laughs> I agree with you next time I mean you know you try not to say you know but um but look <laughs> he could have reached out to the Addisons and said hey listen I'm, I'm going we're gonna have this forum and we're gonna be talking mm -hmm. to the rapper and the, and, the, and the chicken guy and and we're gonna we need some help you know what can we do with the you know with the rapper and the chicken guy like and a then, joke 
So it was a so, rapper. So th- it was a pastor. So three it. men sit down to discuss race relations. You got a rapper, you got a chicken guy, you got a pastor. All right. And what do we walk out with? White, White blessing. blessing. Oh <laughs> you see, but I'm bunch. I'll be here all week, guys. I will be here all week. Um, I was also thinking. <laughs> I was also thinking. You know, like the basis of of this this. Well, anyway, never mind. So Louis Giglio <laughs> aims for critical race theory kind of meeting at the he- the halfway point, right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that, that, yeah, there's a type of privilege, but I don't like privilege. I prefer the term blessing. Uh, he fails. He has to apologize. But then Lecrae also has to come out and distance. And show that he's not with that. He has to distance himself right. from the leper. Man. Because what, what Louis Giglio did was he made himself a CRT leper. Yeah, and you know, Lecrae's pretty good at throwing folks under the bus. Ooh, oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, hey. he's pretty good at that. But anyway, Will. I digress. Uh, <laughs> see what happens when I let him finish his thoughts, people? You see? You want me to jump in I'm just, just saying, to keep man. the peace. I'm just kidding. No, here's Pastor Louis Giglio apologizing. Um, it sounds very familiar. It's 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 similar to what Drew B- Brees did. I want you to see my eyes. I want you to see my face. I want you to hear my heart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Pastor Louis Giglio. I just wanted to come directly to you today and sincerely apologize for the use of the phrase on Sunday, white blessing. And I extend that apology today to every single person who is listening to me right now. But most importantly, I extend that apology to my black brothers and sisters. I, like so many, am so burdened about what is happening in our nation right now. And I'm heartbroken about where we are as a nation. And one of the things that I'm most heartbroken about is trying to help myself continue to learn and to help my white brothers and sisters understand that white privilege is real. And in trying to get that sentiment across on Sunday, I used the phrase white blessing, for which I'm deeply sorry. Horrible choice of words does not reflect my heart at all. I don't, to be clear, believe there's any blessing in slavery. To the contrary, what I'm trying to understand and help people see is that I, my white brothers and sisters, we sit in large part where we are today because of the centuries of gross injustice done to our black brothers and sisters. So this is my heart. This is what I want to more fully understand because I believe this will help us stay engaged in this conversation so that we can all move forward together. So thank you for just letting me open my heart to you today. Thank you for letting me apologize directly to you today. And I ask that you would pray for me and possibly even join me as I just desire to continue to learn, to understand, to stay engaged, and to be a part of all of us moving forward together to the place that God wants us to be. This is what happens when you say, sure, I'll try the pie. I'll try the pie. You don't exactly like the way it tastes, but now you're on radar for showing interest. And they're like, no, eat it all. Eat it all. And you're like, no, I really don't want any more pie. I really, I've I've had quite enough. I'm good. I've had quite enough. They're like, no, sit down, eat it all. And don't talk while you eat it. You're, You're in a posture of learning. Learn to accept full hog or full pie this doctrine of white privilege. Man. So now notice where Louis Giglio went in initially, according to the statements that I read in the first segment, mm-hmm. notice that he goes in initially a little bit more measured and saying, okay, look, there's some things that we need. To, and, and, but that's all gone now. You misstepped, right? And so once you misstep, 
You put yourself on the radar. You put yourself on the radar radar by accepting these philosophies. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so then you misstep, and now what you've got to do is you've got to say it exactly right. Yep. You've got there are certain catchphrases when you talk about critical race theory. Mm-hmm. You talk about intersectionality. You talk about this philosophy that grew in its influence in the '80s and the '90s. Right. You you cannot misstep, but if you do, then you've got to use the words and the phrases that are innate to this philosophy and they are as you heard man and this grieves me let me just let me just take a se- you know when you really dissect this it is really very sad people and i'm talking to the members of the body of christ it is really very sad so now what is pastor louis giglio vowing to do first of all he is repenting he is apologizing for transgressing crt doctrine all right. I used my privilege and I used it openly and flamboyantly. And for that, I'm deeply sorry. I apologize. But now here, let me say this. I do have privilege. Hmm. It, it almost. Man, it almost sounds like the lion from the Wizard of Oz. I do. I do. I do. I do believe in spooks. <laughs> I do. You got to you got to believe it all. Right. And now what am I? I'm saying I'm going to learn to listen. I'm going to learn to understand. So that means now I'm entering into a conversation where I don't speak. I've already confirmed why I shouldn't speak. And so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to enter into all future conversations vowing not to speak. And not only am I going to do that, but watch this. Pastor Louis Giglio is inviting you to do the same thing. So now you come with me. Do what I'm doing That's now. That's violating one of your uh, rules of things not to do. And someone said, man, Miki need to uh, share that list tomorrow because we had to kind of run through it. We yesterday. did. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's number one. Do not enter a conversation where you're not permitted to speak. Boom. Do not enter a conversation <laughs> where you're not permitted to speak. Christians, people who fear God, you have the truth. If you have the words of eternal life, mm-hmm. Why on earth would you enter a conversation where you are not permitted to speak? Listen, when you're communicating during the course of that conversation, if you find yourself at a place where you say, man, you know, I don't, I don't have a point of reference for that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have that as my personal experience. So I can't really speak to that. Mm -hmm. Then that's okay. That's reasonable. I do that all the time. Yeah, Be quiet if you don't, you know, but then if if you're trying to do all this uh, gymnastics that, you know, Pastor Giglio was doing and, you know, it's 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 like maybe he's he probably if he's submitting to these doctrines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he may need to, like, be quiet because he's well, going to continue to get um, eaten up if he continues to say stuff like that. This is the direction he's going in. Will. Yeah. I, I mean, don't want to hear from him. Exactly. I, I, and I, you know, I'm not trying to be ugly, but I am going to tell you the truth. I have no desire to hear from people who want to tell me something that is antithetical to the gospel, who want to preach to me a man-made philosophy and try to clean it up and bring it into the church. I have no tolerance for that. I don't. I'm intolerant. (laughs) All right? I'm intolerant. I have no tolerance for that. So, But listen now, Louis Giglio messed up, and I need to move faster because there's some other things I want to bring in. I want to make a connection here and bring it uh, home for for the believers who are listening to this program. I want to bring it home. Louis Giglio messed up. He apologized, all right? So Lecrae was in the crosshairs as well because people were like, Lecrae, you just sat there and you just listened. You just let this man say white blessing. I can't believe you did that. So Lecrae comes out in defense of Lecrae. Lecrae is not going to be dragged under this bus with Pastor Louis Giglio. This is how it works, folks. Listen. 
What's up, y'all? All right, so let's talk about it. About now, everybody's seen the video with myself and Lou Giglio, and uh, you wondering what the heck is going on. Well, first of all, let me just say this. Um, thank y'all. Like, sincerely thank y'all for y'all just acknowledging the pain and the frustration that y'all had uh, with everything that you've seen. I know this is a, a it, it's, it's rough, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about 345 years, 400 years of, of chattel slavery, and then 89 years of Jim Crow, and uh, we're battling still in 2020. And so I appreciate y'all acknowledging the pain and the frustration that you had with what was said. Um, it's helped me process a lot as well. First of all, I want you to know I wasn't okay with it. Um, even as I sat there, I was very uncomfortable and I was processing on like, man, how do I, what do I say in light of this? Um, it's been a lot of times where um, as I've navigated white supremacy or, or, or racial injustice, where I've just been trying to figure out, um, you know, where I wanted to lash out, honestly, in anger. And there's other moments where I've been like, all right, God, give me the grace and the wisdom on how to deal with this. And um, in that moment, I was processing like, man, how do I, what do I do? Um, I ended up having a conversation with him subsequently, you know, right after we talked. And then I talked to him again last night and um, and, and let him know my, my views and my perspectives. And obviously I, I wasn't OK with it. And we can't just be virtue signaling and doing this because it's the end thing to do to talk about race on platforms. Um, and I didn't have any ulterior motives other than to, you know, help uh, and, and, and articulate, you know, some of what's going on in our world and in our culture. So uh, I just want to thank you all, uh, especially my black sisters who have been on the front lines. Um, you know, I know y'all going through a lot this week and I just want to encourage y'all and thank y'all uh, for everything uh, that y'all have said. And, um, and thanks for the encouragement. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Obviously I'm not okay with, you know, changing white privilege to white blessing. That's a privilege in and of itself. Um, but you know, man, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we, 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 we talked about it and we're going to continue working through it. So I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. All right. Listen, listen, <laughs> I'm over. I'm sorry. Will. I'm like, listen, I've. It's enough. It's enough. I wanted you to hear it. But l let me, in a nutshell, can I just, let me give you, let me give you the translation. This is what Lecrae is saying. Louis Giglio, you're on your own. All right. I'm getting as far away from you as I possibly can. Now, let me tell you something. Guys, now, sometimes I focus too much on semantics. Sometimes I focus too much on what people are saying. Hmm. I think we all should do. I focus too much on what people are saying, but not just that, how they're saying it, right? How do we how do we connect words to communicate a thought? Now, let me tell you what Lecrae said in that clip. And we may go back and play a portion of it so you can hear it again. And then you tell me if I've made too much or too big of a, of a leap here. But what Lecrae does in this clip is he makes Louis Giglio's statements the same thing as a racial injustice or white supremacy moment. He says, I wasn't agreeing with him, but as I've often found myself in situations of uh, white supremacy or racial injustice, I don't know what to do. Do I explode? Mm. Do I lash out? Do I try to? So what he just said, guys, I'm telling you, words have meaning and the way you try to secretly string them together have meaning as well. Mm -hmm. So what he just said was, here I was in another one of these moments where white supremacy is being displayed. And please forgive me that I didn't speak out, although he doesn't ask for forgiveness. He just thanks them for bringing it to his attention because right. <laughs> he doesn't need to ask for forgiveness because no. he's got points as a yeah, black man. Yeah, you yeah. understand? He's got points. All right. Louis Giglio has no points. No. So all he can do is apologize. <laughs> man. He can't. Is... It's so it's wicked. Yes. It's wicked. That's what he, it is. He can't even ask to be understood. Right. He can't even seek to be understood all he can do is come groveling and apologizing while Lecrae is free to say, yeah, you know, I talked with him, but notice he will not vouch for him. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. He will not defend him. In fact, what he does indirectly, but I think very directly, is he puts him in the same category of displaying the type of white supremacy that we're fighting against. Man, it's so grievous because, once again, we are in the body of Christ. Yep. What about, you know, forgiving one another, bearing with each other? Like, if that's a fault, you know, like, it should have been like, yeah, I talked to the brother, and man, look, I forgive him. I forgive him. You know, he said he said he he apologized, and man, like, we got to bear with our brothers so, like, where's that? Why not say, I know Pastor Louis Giglio? Why not say, I've worked with Pastor Louis Giglio? I've had conversations with Pastor Louis Giglio. I mean, surely you've been on a passion stage, Lecrae. Oh, yeah. Surely. He, I, I just, he, he was. Let me tell you, this is vile in my Recently. opinion. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is really vile in my opinion because what you have done is you've taken the brother in the Lord. You've taken the brother in Christ, Man. right? And you've thrown him under the bus in exchange for worship of skin color and a secular ideology, a secular philosophy. In fact, now what you've called, you've called into question whether or not he's secretly some sort of white supremacist. Man. Is Louis, is, we don't, but let me tell you what was happening. And I want to, I'm a, I, I hate to do this, but I want to play the, the beginning of the clip again because when Lecrae starts, and I want people to hear this with their own ears, he says, I wasn't in agreement but in that moment, I'm trying to figure out. And he makes it similar to when he's been in other white supremacy moments or racial injustice moments or however he phrases it. Listen. What's up, y'all? All right, so let's talk about it. By now, everybody's seen the video with myself and Lou Giglio. And uh, you wondering what the heck is going on? Well, first of all, let me just say this. Um, thank y'all. Like, sincerely, thank y'all for y'all just acknowledging the pain and the frustration that y'all had uh, with everything that you've seen. I know this is a... a it's it's rough, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about 345 years, 400 years of, of chattel slavery and then 89 years of Jim Crow and uh, we're battling still in 2020. And so I appreciate y'all acknowledging the pain and the frustration that you have with what was said. Um, it's helped me process a lot as well. First of all, I want you to know I wasn't okay with it. Um, even as I sat there, I was very uncomfortable and I was processing on like, man, how do I, what do I say in light of this? Um, it's been a lot of times where um, as I've navigated white supremacy or, or, or racial injustice, where I've just been trying to figure out, um, you know, where I wanted to lash out, honestly, in anger. And there's other moments where I've been like, all right, God. Give me and this was another one of those times. Mm-hmm. And what he is saying is here I was again in another one of those spaces where I'm navigating white supremacy and racial injustice. And my mind is trying to figure out what to do. He is throwing Pastor Louis Giglio under the bus. Not surprising. No, be- because but that's wrong. there has been a pattern That's wrong, there. man. That's it's wrong. absolutely that's wrong. That's departure from the scripture on how we ought to uh, uh, deal with each other as brothers in Christ. Like, that's some he worldly type. Say, that's worldly type stuff. He won't stuff. even say that <laughs> I don't believe that the way Pastor Giglio's comments were taken reflect what he actually believes about slavery and, and ethnicity and, and race I'm sure and culture. He, and I'm sure he explained that to Lecrae while he was on the phone. Oh, I did, come this, on, man. You know? I'm, I'm absolutely certain. For, and for you not to say, man, look, we're going to bear with the brother. Like, he apologized, and I forgive him. Because you know why? There's another, there's another sort of plank in this doctrine of critical race theory, which often gets called out in situations like this. It's called white-splaining. Mm. where white people try to explain things. It, they call it whitesplaining. You can look it up and, and learn what it is. <laughs> so what Lecrae is not going to do is he's not going to aid in the whitesplaining that is now going to be solely the responsibility of Louis Giglio, right? Man. But Louis Giglio can't do it for himself. 
So now Louis Giglio will find increasingly that he needs, wait for it, an advocate. Oh, uh, he will be canceled. Or he will be canceled. All right, we'll take the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Right. Let me move. Let me move a little bit more quickly here. So this story, by the way, talking about Pastor Louis Giglio and he tries to meet critical race theory halfway. He fails. And so they annihilate him. And if he doesn't secure for himself an advocate, someone to plead his case. That's interesting, right? There's parallels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone to plead his case. Um, then he's condemned. He's condemned. Right. There's no yeah. redemption for him. Um, in the doctrine of critical race That's theory, cool. if he crazy. doesn't secure an advocate because he cannot plead his case himself, he is ill-equipped to do so, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he doesn't have the likeness or the nature of the one who can plead his case. Yeah. We need to send him a, a Christ privilege t-shirt. He has privilege. Yeah. yeah. Louis Giglio has privilege. <laughs> he has Christ privilege. We need to send that to him. We have Christ privilege, people. <laughs> you know, see, I just, uh, Louis, next time call us. All right. That's all I'm saying. This next time, call us. Look, I don't know. I don't know if we can get get you out of this. Um, I will say we are black. So if you if you <laughs> we got some points, if you, we have some. I'm willing to spend some of my points on you. <laughs> I'm willing to spend some of my points on you um, if, if you need help. OK, um, man, I said, man, it, this is this is so aggravating for people of God who have the truth. This is aggravating. But let me make let me let me bring this all together. Right. OK, because we're going to run out of time. So when we look at this issue and people say, what is wrong with adopting critical race theory and intersectionality and using those things as tools, right? Using Mm -hmm. those things as tools, adding that to the scriptures, because where these people ultimately want to go is, well, first of all, on its face, it's incompatible with the scriptures. I've talked about this. I've, I've taught on this at length. Like it's, I can't go into it now, but let me tell you something in this NBC news story where they talk about this Atlanta pastor who suggested that slavery was a blessing to white people. (laughs) That's the headline. Atlanta pastor who suggested slavery was a blessing to white people apologizes. It's an NBC News story. Let me tell you the last paragraph of the the article. This is how they wrap it up. This is how they wrap it up. They say this, and and listen, and you guys are already going to know where I'm going with this. They say, this isn't the first time Giglio's comments have sparked outrage. In 2013, he withdrew from giving the benediction at President Obama, President Barack Obama's second inauguration, following criticism over a sermon he gave in the 1990s. You remember this? Mm-hmm. Pushing for a controversial therapy that claimed to turn gay people straight. Watch this. And for saying homosexuality was a sin. <laughs> so you remember this? This was he was disinvited, but then he declined to speak. But really, your invitation right. was was what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my goodness, you're you're voided. Yes, but the, there's a different word and I can't find it. But we'll go with voided, right? So your invitation was rescinded. I think is the word I'm looking for. It may okay. not be the word, but anyway, they took it away. <laughs> All right, they took it away. And then then Louis Giglio said, "Well, you know, I'm not going. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak." But notice here that in this NBC News story. Now watch this, people. Notice that this great injustice here is just like what Pastor Louis Giglio did in the 90s when he said that homosexuality is a sin. Mm. 
race and sexuality are inextricably linked, mm. right? So when we stand up for racial injustice, we must also stand up for sexual justice. We must stand up for gender justice. And all of these things get linked together, which is why, and I know I'm looking at the clock. We'll open the phone lines, 888-589-8840. You want to talk to us, you can. 888-589-8840. I'm not going to be able to go into Dan Cathy's comments. Basically, Dan Cathy is saying um, that white people need to apologize. You need to apologize for the the white privilege that you have. You have white privilege. Uh, We need to understand. We need to listen. We need to empathize. We need to apologize for being white. That's basically what Dan Cathy is saying. And and it's interesting because in this is a Christian Post story I have here. We may pick up with this tomorrow because it's it's really I think it's important for us to actually see and hear his comments because what he does for the Black Lives Matter movement he wouldn't even do for Christians back in December. Mm, it's amazing on. what he does. I mean, he goes in with full force, Man. like undeniable defense of like, <sighs> yes, we must support this. We must, we must apologize. Basically buying into critical race theory. When there was a question as to whether or not you threw a couple organizations under the bus, Dan Caddy, mm-hmm. the question was just, Hey, are you saying that these organizations are hateful organizations because they believe in biblical marriage and biblical sexuality? That was the question. Mm-hmm. No, um, that's not what we're saying, I guess, kind of, but we don't really know how to respond. And so the response back in December, December 5th, 2019, the mm-hmm. response that Chick-fil-A gave us, basically what they said was, we inadvertently discredited several organizations that have effectively served communities for years. That's it. That's it. But what is Dan Cathy saying today? Dan Cathy is saying, I think we have to recognize we are in a very special moment right now that the answer is not just for this to go off the radar screen, to go back to talking about COVID-19, to talk about world peace, the environment, politics. It's <laughs> Look, it's going to be coming up here this fall. He says, I believe we missed this moment. We have failed in our generation. That's what Cathy's wow. saying. I mean, came out strong, this man. is a moment for us to talk about our privilege. Oh, this is a moment for us. Look, man. Dan Cathy said, we've got a real bad situation. We don't need to let this moment miss us. It has hurt us. It ha- he says it has to hurt us. It has to hurt us. And we as Caucasians, until we are willing to just pick up the baton and fight for our black African-American brothers and sisters, which is what they are because we're one human race. This is what he says. He says, we're just adding to it. He says, our silence is huge. Our silence is huge, Man. which is amazing because Chick-fil-A's Hi. silence was huge yes. when the activists came for the organizations that have See, a biblical view of marriage. That's my thing. Between him and Drew Brees, in, when you talk about Christian organizations, you know, you're talking about... You know, throwing uh, FCA under the bus, uh, 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 Dr. Dobson and his. Come on, man. The, you know, yep. it's, it's like, man, but but when it comes to the homosexual stuff or the the BLM, the, man, they go we hard. We are going in. We're going, we going in. We're going to make our voice heard. Come on. You know, I'm, I'm sorry that I said this. I, you know, I've, I've been insensitive. But when you talk about Christian stuff, it's like, oh, no, we don't we, really it's know. It's very tepid. Uh, you know, uh, it's very. So Fellowship Christian Athlete. Man. So Salvation Army. Uh, we inadvertently suggested that you guys were not outstanding organizations, but we still reserve the right to give our money where we want to give it. And that's true. That's your prerogative. But please know what you said in so doing. And now here we are with a destructive philosophy that says that a person is guilty simply because of the color of their skin. All people, (laughs) because of the color of their skin, are complicit in racism. That is what critical race theory says. And Dan Cathy is saying that all white people, he says Caucasians here, okay, 
We have to repent. We have to say we're sorry. We have to see how we have been able to ignore this because of our privilege. But where are the activists linking this? The activists are linking this to human sexuality. Now, I want to tell you something, man, and we don't have time. We'll go to the first call. But the calls to remove Aunt Jemima and to remove Uncle Ben and to remove statues and to remove monuments, and there are some people who are rejoicing over the removal of some of these things, but I'm going to tell you where this actually ends up going. This ends up going to re the removal of symbols, the removal of language, the scrubbing of Christian history from our modern construct. Mm -hmm. This is where we end up. Why? Because look at what NBC says in this story. They say, this is not the first time that Louis Giglio has gotten out of line, right? Mm -hmm. Remember when he said homosexuality was a sin? So now here you got all the Christians who are like, oh, but wait, we agree with him. Mm -hmm. Oh, you do? Mm -hmm. Oh, you do? You're hateful. Oh, man. You must be a racist. Look. All right. Will the Great, where man. do we go first? All right. Let's go to Scott in uh, Louisiana. Hi, Scott. Hey, good afternoon, guys. I promote you guys. Not because I agree with everything you say, although I do, uh, but because you continually bring it to the straight edge. Mm, and, and, and that, to me, is everything. If, if my opinion is not formed on the word, Amen. And it's not worth anything, and I don't need to share it. Come on. Uh, but unfortunately, the world has made its way into the church assemblies, and you have Christians that are now speaking world speak because of their passion rather than going to having their minds transformed by the word mm -hmm. and then filtering their uh, speech through that. Mm -hmm. uh, the point I, I know this just came to me when you were talking. I was listening yesterday. And I don't like bashing people, but, man, when you brought up J.D. Greer, I'm on my all in. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Southern Baptist, and, and uh, you know, we've done things at our church to make sure our money goes to specific places mm. and cannot go up to the general fund. Mm. Uh, Good for y'all. Because, you know, you got to cut them off where it hurts. That's yeah. the money. Uh, but <laughs> right. the comment is what's not being said but being inferred is that everyone— who's not black in America, is where they are because of slavery. That's right. Yep. Now, slavery is a historical, it happened, etc. But let's say it hadn't happened, what would be apologizing to, I don't know, white Irish people mm. at this point? Or would we have had the cotton gin been invented, you know, half a century earlier? Because the nation is known for our ingenuity, uh, capitalism being such a successful venture, it's not because, well, gee, we had slavery, and that's how we got where we are. Mm. No, no it's I'm... because of slavery that we got where we are, although slavery had a part in it. Slavery would have died out on its own because the poor white people in the South needed jobs. You know, Scott, let me say this. I, I'm going to say, and this, is, this has been my position, the Lord blessed this nation despite slavery. Mm -hmm. that, the, Lord, true. the Lord blessed this nation in spite of our missing it, do you understand? Yeah. In spite of us making these proclamations and, de and declarations and then reneging on that, mm -hmm. the Lord blessed this nation. Right. That's okay to say this nation has been blessed. Yes. This Sorry, nation also has transgressed That's against right. the Imago Dei. Yep. We, we can say both of those things at the same time. That's right. But when you get down to it, if I can just say for a second and we go back to the phone lines, to Scott's point, Listen, when we start talking about what puts, a in, what puts an individual at a disadvantage, we have to break it down to the family level. Mm -hmm. We have to break it down. So there are a lot of apologies that need to take place one-on-one -on -one in some families. Mm, that's good. That that's are right. not happening. That's right.
That's you know right. why they're not happening? Because we got a big distraction right now that is somebody out there's fault. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not right here. These are these are not my choices. These are not the results of my choices. Mm-hmm. These are the results of hundreds of years of what somebody else did. Come on, man. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. Well, the great. All right, let's go to Jim in North Carolina. Hi, Jim. Hi. Hello. Hello, sister. Hello. I love you, brother, sister. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, well, you know that all brothers and sisters don't grow at the same rate, so we have different levels of understanding of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you're very fervent in your beliefs. I just wish you'd give a little more grace to those of us who are just artists up to speed as you are. And uh, I appreciate the way you give us that information that we need to get us up to speed. And I was uh, just wanting to hear more church history from Mickey and uh, a little more comment, or a few more comments from Will the Great. Hey, Jim, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Jim, are you there? Yes. Let me, let me ask you a question. What do you mean when you say give a little more grace to those of us who are not up to speed? Help me understand that comment. What do you mean? Well, sometimes it seems like uh, you talk to about people or to people as if, uh, well, we know that we don't do everything right all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting criticized for what we don't do right. However, there are times when, because of our lack of understanding of a situation, we make comments and do things that are absolutely foolish in the eyes of people who are more enlightened, more studied more like you folks, and just have to give us a little more grace. In other words, instead of criticizing us uh, so much on because we don't know what you know or about things that you know, we'd like you just to say, well, I hope you can grow and learn from what we're teaching you so that you will not make the silly, foolish comments that you make. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Let me tell you, I've got two categories of people that I think you might be addressing and one of them, respectfully and, and with love, you know, um, Jim, they're not going to change. So if, I've, if there's a category of person who is in a position of leadership, and by this time they should be on meat, and they are responsible mm. for the souls of men, I am not giving grace to them. Yeah, the Bible that's... says to bear with the weak, right? Mm-hmm. So we bear with them, we don't make them leaders, and we must call them out. Paul opposed Peter to his face because he was to be judged because he was jeopardizing the gospel. That's right. So whenever I speak with greatest force, it is with it is against those people who I know know better. Mm-hmm. I know they know better and they are intentionally misleading the body of Christ. Now, there are times when there are people who really, man, we, we do have to bear with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my tone is going to be different for, for those people. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, the people that we are calling out, that we are talking about on a regular basis, please understand the reason you recognize their names is because those people must be challenged openly. Mm-hmm. They must be challenged fervently. They must be challenged forcefully because the gospel is at stake. Amen. So my intent is not to attack them personally. My intent is to stand up in defense of the truth. And I hope that that comes across. I Look, I believe in grace. But I'm not going to use grace to say, well, we just let them go. They'll work it all out. Because what these people end up being is is leaders. Yeah, yeah. They become influencers. And Lord, help us if we who have the truth and know it keep silent because we're like, oh, we just want to be nice. Right. That's not helping anyone. (laughs) I can't. I can't do it, Jim. I understand what you're saying. I want to bear with the weak. 
Yes. I want to give grace to those who are seeking out grace. But for those who are in violent opposition to the gospel, I have no patience for that. I'm just not built that way. I, I know that might be off-putting, but I'm sorry I don't have that in the bank, Jim. <laughs> All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.